you know what, I'm going to love telling this story because I have never told it before. Um, but this is the honest truth. This is the day that I went to prison. This is the day that famously or, infamous, or infamously I got taken to prison by police, which I think was completely incorrect by the police. But anyhow, let's go through it. So I remember being in my office at about 1, 2 o'clock. It was between 1, it was just after lunch. And somebody come into my office and said, Rami, the police at the front, they want to speak to somebody senior. So I went outside and there's this police officer standing there. And he looked like he was ready for a rumble. He looked like he was on a, on a mission. And I said, how can I help you, officer? He said, look, we're here because we've received a report that your staff aren't wearing their mask. And that was not true. I'm going to say straight this from the outset. Is there people every now and then forgetting to put their mask on? Was it 100% compliance? No way. The law had only come in, or if they call it a law, I think it's a law, or that rule just come in like days before. You know, we're human beings. We've lived 30, 30 years, 20 years, 40 years of our life without wearing anything on our face. So to forget is quite an excusable offence. You know, it's not like, you know, we're deliberately not wearing our mask. And I'll never forget the police officer. When I said that to him, when I exactly said that, I said, mate, look, could there be a chance that somebody wasn't walking around with their mask? Yeah, 100%. But I'm telling you right now, nobody's guilty of it because in my opinion, everyone is trying to put their mask on when they remember. And that wasn't good enough for him. That wasn't good enough for his, for his officer. He wanted to say to me, no, the staff at the front, which were sitting on the front bench, deliberately did not have their mask on. When they were eating, actually, by the way, but anyway, so I wasn't going to take it. I wasn't, I could have been a yes man then. But at the time, we were going right through the pandemic. We were trying to keep our business open. I had every store right around the country. I had over 2,000 staff working. And that's what this head office was doing. It was supporting those staff. So I wasn't going to take it. I just call it whatever you like. But my, my emotions, I did not have that, that power to say, okay, officer. My reply to him was, no, officer. You're wrong. Don't you dare accuse my staff of not doing the right thing. My staff are turning to work every day, turning up. They could easily be staying at home, but they are risking their life because that's what the government is telling us. If you're, you could catch COVID and you can die. They're risking their staff and you want to stand here and insult me and tell me that our staff aren't doing the right thing? No, I'm not accepting it. And he said, look, Rami, this is what's happening. I said, look, that's not happening. Anyway, things escalated from there. To the point where I said, mate, I would love you to leave now. I think you've done your job, go. He said, no, I'm not going till I find you and I want to go back and see the people who, in the back of the house. I said, mate, you're not allowed in. I'm not letting you pass this point. And that's, and that's my rule and that's the law. And you have no permit to go into my office. So, mate, I'm asking you to leave. And at that point, he calls for backup. And I'm thinking, you're joking, right? What are you calling for backup for? What are you afraid of that we're going to the masked people are going to come out and get you. Like, like, what are you afraid of, officer? And I swear, within about five minutes, I had like, I don't want to exaggerate here, but there was no less than five or six cop cars up to 10 police cars. And they come running up the stairs. Mind you, we're on the second floor. They come running up the stairs like as if there's a, there's a crime scene going on, right? And I said, hey, slow down, guys. Slow down. What is the problem here? And of course, when you have, when you think you're doing the right thing and you have 20 people running towards you, police officers, there's two ways you could fight now. There's fight or flight, right? I could, I could just surrender to them or I could fight them. And I decided I am in the right. So I was going to fight them. And then we got into an escalated argument, I guess. Mind you, the part that I've missed now, what I realized was happening in the background, my staff had the phone on for social media. 
There's no way, I'm going to say this from the outset right now, there's no way I knew I was live. I didn't know I was live. I didn't know my, my staff were going live, streaming it live to Facebook. I thought they were recording it for my protection. Anyway, and then the, the police kept on, and it kept on escalating. And I said, guys, you have to leave. Like, this is, this is a joke now. Like, come on. And most people got to see it on social media. And if you haven't, you could go to it. Anyway, eventually to the point where they said, if you don't let us go in and see the staff who supposedly were sitting at the front eating, if we don't go and see the staff and book them now, then we're going we're gonna, to um, arrest you for obstructing justice. And I thought, you're joking. At this point, if I was, if I was like, let's say, 6 out of 10 annoyed, I went to 10 out of 10. I went to 20 out of 10. I, was, I could not believe what the officers were doing in a pandemic, and they wanted to put this on me and my staff. And at that point, said, I said to them, well, if you want to speak to them, arrest me. There's your choice. And they stood back and had a look at each other and they go, well, mate, we've given you the option. We're going to arrest you. I go, let's go. Let's go. And they did arrest me and they took me downstairs. And at that point, I got so irate that I was going to get put in the back of a paddy wagon. I was like, you are kidding me. You are actually taking me to prison. This is a joke. And I'll never forget that. And I'll get, I'll get put in the back of the paddy wagon and Oh, you've you got to see in there, it's like, it's, you, they put your head down, they put you under, and it's all like metal and hard and all the rest of it. And I thought, man, I don't deserve that. And I started tearing up at that stage. That's the time I started tearing up. And I'll take a deep breath again right now because it just all comes back to me. And I said, guys, look, I'm really suffering. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm panicking. I'm suffering an anxiety attack. You've got to let me out. And they were nice enough to let me out. They let me out and I thought they were going to let me go. But they let me calm down, and you could watch all this live, they let me calm down, and then they put me in the back of the paddy wagon. At this stage here, unbeknownst to me, this was getting live streamed right across, and we were up to a million viewers. And people were commenting and calling their friends and saying, jump onto social media. This is something I found out afterwards. Anyway, so I'm sitting in the back of the paddy wagon, and they're making me wait there for probably a 10, 15 minutes, and I'm thinking, why don't they just drive? Like, I thought they were just trying to frustrate me more. So I don't remember, I'm banging on the back of the paddy wagon and they got a window and I'm banging, bang, 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 let me out, let me out. And they wouldn't listen and I said, let me out. I'm, and I did exaggerate at that point. I exaggerated my panic attack because, well, I didn't exa- I was really panicking, but I did exaggerate because I wanted to get out of that, out of the pa- back of the paddy wagon. I didn't, I'm turning up to work. I wasn't turning up to do a crime. I was at work and all of a sudden I'm sitting in the back of the paddy wagon. Anyway, and then they decide to drive after, well, I'm taking, saying 10 or 15 minutes because that's what I can recall. And then they decide to drive out of the driveway. This is not something that none of you know, even if you watched it. They drive out of the paddy wagon, down a driveway. They drive a distance of about 50 meters and they open the back of the paddy wagon and they go, now you can get out. I said, excuse me? They go, I go, you embarrass me in front of my staff. You embarrass me in front of people who look up to me. And now you want me to get out after you've stuck me in the paddy wagon for 15, 20 minutes. What were you trying to do? Teach me a lesson? And then I guess I went to some mode where I was like, I'm not listening to this police. I said, listen, you put me in the back of the paddy wagon, now take me to the station. Let's go. You want to arrest me? You want to embarrass me? You want to humiliate me? Let's go all the way. So, and they said, Rami, get out. And I said, I'm not getting out. And I was determined. And why that came into my head, I'll never know. I was just determined from then on. I wanted to see what... What they were doing, I guess I lost the plot a little bit too. Like, why are you treating me like this? I wanted to know. I wasn't just going to let them get off by just letting me out of the paddy wagon. And we drove. And again, 
because I had my staff and I had a couple of senior staff following me in my car, follow the paddy wagon. I could see him behind, like I could see out of the back of the paddy wagon, you know, I could see my car following. And it's following me down and again at about another five meter stop, about five minutes into the drive, they stop and they go, Rami, we want you to get out. And I'm thinking, hang on a second, you make all this scene, this is in my head, this is what I'm thinking, I'm not saying this out loud. I'm thinking, you do all this and now you want me out? What is going on in the planet? Like, what, what are those police officers thinking? And unbeknownst to me, now now I get it because they were on the phone and that because I could see them through the window inside the paddy wagon. They were getting told by their, by their senior um, officers and by, the, by their bosses, I guess, hey guys, what you're doing is crazy. This is going all over Australia right now. This is going viral. Let the man go. But that was, that was I didn't know all that. Anyway, and again, I refused to get out. And then they took me to a police station, which is about 15 minutes down the road. They took me to Auburn Police Station. And they said, Rami, we're going to let you go. They gave me the third chance. And I still, unbeknownst to me, remember, I don't know this is going viral. I'm thinking, no, I'm not, I'm not going. I want you to do, I want you to do whatever you have to do right now. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to send me to prison? What are you going to do? You're going to, uh, you're going to take my fingerprints? Do what you got to do. And then they said to me, I'll never forget this. And the police officer said, well, we got no room in Auburn Police Station. Like there was a lot of crime going on. It was the middle of a pandemic. There was 10 people on the street. And I'm thinking, this guy's just lying to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, mate, I know you've got room in the police station because there, can, there is no crime going on. There's no one out. Everybody's in lockdown. So what crime can you have? And he goes, look, Rami, if that's the case, we're going to take you to Parramatta Police Station and we're going to make you sleep tonight. And I thought to myself, this guy, this guy's bluffing. Mate, I've played enough poker in my life. This guy is bluffing. Okay, let's go to Parramatta. And they did. They threw me back in the... But this time, listen to what they did. They had me out of the paddy wagon. This is the part which is really annoying, and I'm going to bring it out right now. And I do respect police, as you guys have known, have seen me. Well, I, expect, I, I, I respect majority of police. I know they have the right intention. What this police officer did, he was so annoyed with me that he actually come from the side. I'll never forget that, because there was two women speaking to me and the male police officer, and he came and he crash tackled me from my right side, straight into the back of the ute, and I went flying in. And I'll never forget that, and I'll never forgive the, forgive, forgive the copper for doing it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, and I've never released that to anyone. Even when other police officers asked me, I never told them about the situation. I knew the guy could have been going through a bad mental state or whatever, but I still don't I'll forget, but I don't forgive. Anyway, he tackled me back into the station, and they, sure enough, they drove me to Parramatta. And they took me into Parramatta Station with the threat that they're going to make me sleep tonight. And I'll never forget that. He goes, again, they gave me another chance after the guy crash tackled me. This is when I knew something they were doing wrong because they wanted to release me. They go, Rami, if you don't go in, I'm telling you, you're sleeping the night. I go, hang on a second. At this stage, I sort of relaxed and I was calm. And this is what I said to the police officer. I go, so you're telling me you're going to give me an opportunity to have a good night's sleep tonight. Because I've been going through this lockdown now for, it was, at that stage, it was like two months. We've been going through a lockdown for two months where I've been at work from 6 a.m. till midnight, trying to keep the business alive. And now you're going to give me a chance to sleep the night? I said, bring it on. Let's go. Let's go. I go, I think I've won the lotto. I'll never forget that. And he just looked at me with this look. And I was ready to be a smartass. You know, no question about that. You want to play me? I'll play you. I was standing up for myself then. Um... Like I stood up for the staff and didn't allow them to go to the back of the house and speak to my staff. And I definitely did. And they took me in a cell and they sat me down. And I swear to God, I tell the truth. All the police will walk around the police station. Not one of them had a mask on. And I'm standing behind the cell here. I'm sitting in a cold cell, aluminium bench. 
fully sealed, like as you could imagine a seal, like you know, metal going down. And I'm going, you guys are a joke. You guys are seriously a joke. Anyway, they made me wait in there for 15 minutes and then they uh, charged me with obstructing justice for not letting them to speak to our staff. Um, and then I was released. I had to sign a paper and then I was released. But that's, I guess, my journey of what happened to me with the, with the, the time I went to prison. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Stay out of prison. That's it. <laughs>